Welcome to It's Funny, That Makes It Okay, a podcast where we talk about what we find funny, strange, off the wall, possibly even a rant from time to time. I'm Doug Meeks, my co-host is Greg Daniel, and here we go. And we're back, everybody. Episode 16. Thanks for tuning in and listening again. Hello. Glad to have you back. So we're getting close to Thanksgiving. We're in uh, the heart of the deep freeze here. Got some super cold weather this last weekend. It's crazy cold, Um, man. For November. Yeah. Well, for January. (laughs) I think we broke some records. It was a single digit, and they even had uh, below zero wind chills. So got to love the Midwest in, uh, in the winter. Yep, it's supposed to be 50 next week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, this weekend, what all did you do? Anything fun, exciting? Well, what did we do this weekend? Uh, well, we went bowling. Yes, we went bowling. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I went with your family and uh, your grandson and went out and had a good time at the bowling alley. Yep, actually didn't do all that bad, really, for not having done it for a while. No, although all the guys were on the lane with your grandson, and so they had the bumpers up, and then... People came later, and I think they were wondering why are all these adult men bowling with the bumpers up? Because Caden was out running all around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're still bowling with the bumpers up. Yeah, and the other thing about the bowling alley that was weird was they seemed to have an affinity for uh, uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers music. Yes, they did. They played a lot of Red Hot Chili Peppers. We're going to be talking about music tonight a little bit, so that'll be a little segue in. Yeah, it was a very, very good tie-in. It was that. nice you were able to. Uh, add some culture to the bowling alley by playing some some Weird Al and the Carpenters. Yes, well, I wanted those young people out there to get you know some culture, some a diversity there in their their music uh, listening for the night. And I think they were all better for it. I think so. I think they appreciated it. <laughs> so so yeah, that was uh, let's see Saturday. Just kind of hung out, didn't do a whole lot. Uh, well, yeah, Friday night we had the grandkids for the evening. That was fun. Uh, it's always a good time. So it probably takes a while to recuperate. Would for me anyway. <clears throat> oh yeah, a one-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah, they wear us out. Yep, that was about it for us too. Again, Sunday we went and uh, had dinner with my mom and my mother-in-law. So that's pretty much the day. Sounds good. Then back yep. to work. Yep, back at it. But all right, well I'm going to start us off here. We got I got us a, a little scenario. All right. That we're going to have to try to negotiate through. Love these scenarios. Yeah, this one I, I read and it, it did make me chuckle out loud, so I thought, well, we'll try it. Um, it said, you're presented with one of one of two scenarios, you got to pick one of them. Either you will be ambushed by a chicken that you must fight off every time you get into a vehicle. Or, once a year... You'll have to have a cage match fight with an orangutan, but you'll get to use a club to fend him off. <laughs> but you're going to have to defeat him once a year. You're going to have to get in the ring, in the cage, and defeat the orangutan. Or every single time you get into a vehicle, you're going to be ambushed by the chicken. It may be under the dash. It may be in the back seat. You'll be like, I'm going to go get the car. You start it up. Honey, are you... You're just going to get feathers and packing it. You're going to have to fend off this chicken every single time you're in the vehicle. Or the orangutan. And the orangutan, they can do some serious damage. Yeah, and that's that's with a club? (laughs) Yep, you get like a baseball bat to to try to fend him off. So you you can be swinging around with the ball bat. Of course, he could take it away from you. (laughs) (laughs) I'll feel like Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, yeah, and the gorilla, exactly. (laughs) 
Oh man, those are that's a tough decision. <laughs> that is uh, tough. I the one is an annoyance, <laughs> but it's all the time. You're always getting into cars, so you're always going to be fighting off a chicken. Yeah. But again, the other one can do some serious damage. Yeah, that's once a year. Once a year. Hmm. Do you want to go first? Or are you? Sure. I was trying to think of this, and at first I was thinking, you know what? I don't want to be annoyed by the chicken once a year. I I think I'll take the orangutan. But then I got to thinking, this is for like the rest <laughs> of your life. As I get older, I'm gonna have to get in the cage with it. Now, is the orangutan? The same orangutan? Is he getting, is older, he getting too? older too? Yeah. Or are they bringing in a fresh young orangutan every time I get in? I'm assuming the chicken is going to be fresh and young every time I get yeah. in there because they don't they don't make it that long. We'll give you that the orangutan's aging with you. Okay. I still think I'm going to take the chicken. Um, <laughs> I can wring a chicken's neck probably. I can get it. I'm not going to like being ambushed all the time, but I hope, and maybe I get to eat the chicken when I'm done. So I make a delicious, you know... Chicken fricassee or chicken sandwich, fried chicken. I might, chicken. Get, might get a little tired of chicken. <laughs> I might get a little tired of chicken. But after every, fighting time, it off, every time you get in the car. Every time I get in the car. Oh, that is right. I don't know. Um, you know what? If it's the same orangutan, I'm, I'm going the orangutan. I'm going to go once a year. I'll train for it for like, you know, six weeks leading up to it. And uh, we'll see if I can't knock the, knock the orangutan out. Oh man! <clears throat> well, I you think changed I'm... my mind this time. I went. To, I was going with chicken. You just kept bringing up that you have to do that every time you get in the car. I'm like, yeah, I'm going yeah. to see orangutan. As much as I hate the thought of it, I think I got to go with the chicken though, because <laughs> I don't. I, I think all I'm going to do with a bat is a, is anger an orangutan. I don't... <laughs> I, that might be all I do with him as well. I, I don't know. You know, I'm going to hit him on the head. Now he's going to be mad. Yeah. Left turn twice. Yeah, and that's if I'm that's lucky. That's an old reference. And get a head, yeah. <laughs> um, if I get lucky and hit him in the head, I'll probably sprain his wrist or something and just make him <laughs> super mad. Um, but yeah, man, chicken, every time you get in the car, that's super annoying. Um, and did you say the chicken has to die? Um, I, I It doesn't have to. Or but you just got to get him out of your car. You got to fight him. And he doesn't, in this scenario, we're assuming he does not want out of the car. So he's aggressive. He, he's aggressive. So you're probably going to kill him. Hmm. Yeah, I still, I still got to stick with the chicken. I picture you getting I, to church and getting out, and Lori gets out. She got feathers all over her hair's all messed up. Well, yeah, because we've been fighting it all the way there. <laughs> you finally get to the church. You got the chicken taken care of. But now you've got an angry, upset wife because you you picked the chicken. I know. <laughs> uh, but it's better that. Well, I mean, the first time through with the orangutan, I'm probably done. Yeah, so. that's true. That's true. I probably will be too. So I think I, I think I'm going chicken. Going chicken because so I'm you, chicken of the orangutan. You're ch- the orangutan. So I, I'm sticking with the orangutan, the, the once a year thing. Um, All right. So we'll, ask we'll us six it. months from now and see if, <laughs> if I've gone crazy and if Doug's still alive. If I'm still alive. Which is very <laughs> possible that I will not be if I'm fighting an orangutan. So, all right. Well, I, I have a few rants. I haven't ranted in a while, so I do have a few rants. I've been doing a lot of driving. I think I ranted a couple weeks ago for a couple things. And doing but, a lot of driving and seeing some things that are just... They're not really, they don't make me mad. They're just, I find them stupid, irritating. Um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Things like that just will kind of stick with me. So the first thing I, I came across was driving on the interstate. So I'm out on the interstate. I'm doing 75 miles an hour, you know, flying down. And they have the overhead signs there. 
uh, that will say different things. Nothing useful ever. Right. You know, not reminding people to, hey, don't drive in the left lane unless you're passing or you know, different things like that yeah. or, or you know, whatever. Um, slower traffic to the right. None of that. Um, instead, this sign was flashing and it says, remember, slow down and yield to pedestrians in crosswalks, <laughs> which I thought was very useful on the interstate while I'm doing 75 miles an hour. I've never <laughs> seen a pedestrian out there or a cross a crosswalk. So yeah, maybe um, seen a pedestrian if the car was broke down, but <laughs> this, that could be. <laughs> but no, but no nobody's crosswalk. slowing down for them though. No, <laughs> they're blowing by. If you've ever been on stranded on the interstate, which I have, I have. It is not fun, and they do not slow down. <laughs> yeah, you know my story of walking seven miles home from a car running out of gas on the yeah, interstate. Yeah, sounds like a good. I think it was uh, late, late at night as it well. Like, it was like midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Mm, that's yeah. that's always a good time. Yeah, we'll cover that story some other time. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole gripe in and of itself. <laughs> the other thing I came across over the last couple of weeks is again driving. On interstate, so I'm on heading, heading north. I got two lanes of traffic going and been in and out of construction the whole day. And I see some signs saying construction ahead, you know, construction two miles ahead and then construction one mile ahead. And then you'll see the light, the lighted sign that's flashing that will tell you, you know, left lane merge or right lane closed a half a mile or slow down or whatever. Yep. This one... Just came up and it said multiple lanes closed ahead, which got me thinking. I, I've only got there's only two lanes. <laughs> should, should that sign read road closed? Should I stop? <laughs> should I turn around? I have no idea what to do at that point. I'm driving like, well, all right, let's just see what happens. Well, yeah, if you've only got two and it's multiple. And here's the thing: I drove. There was no lanes closed. <laughs> I never even ran it. It just I drove all the way through. And that afternoon when I was all done with my job, I came back that same way and no lanes were closed then either. So, hmm. I think that's false advertising. I think so. I just uh, something somebody does just to irritate me, I guess. I think you should sue the Department of Transportation. I would love to do that. <laughs> it would drag on in court and now somehow I would end up owing them money. <laughs> and then the last thing that I'll touch on here, again, I was driving in town here in Morton. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a sidewalk that they're doing work on, and it's tore up. And they got about a three foot section of sidewalk, and it's the, the the concrete's gone, and it's you know a fairly good size hole, maybe a foot deep or something for a three foot section of sidewalk. Uh-huh. And on each side of that construction, and on one side and then on the other, they have put up barricades, and then they have a sign, and it says, uh, "Sidewalk is closed." Sidewalk closed. Big orange <laughs> sign. Do you need the sign? <laughs> I mean, it's literally right there in front of you. If you're walking and step into that and die in that, that's just Darwin's theory there going, okay, the, the stupid and weak have ferreted themselves out. <laughs> you look in there and there's all people laying in the hole. <laughs> yeah, and, and the sidewalk being closed, I can just step to the left or right a little bit. Or, you know, down off the curb and go around it. It's not like I just, oh, no. There's no detour either. I'm just standing here all day waiting. My wife calls, what? I, I can't the sidewalk's the- closed and there's no detour. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, you told me about that earlier. And that made me think, it made me think exactly of that a little detour sign. <laughs> or a flagman standing there. It goes Stopping up, people from it, one direction. And- it goes up the little walk to somebody's house through their door, <laughs> through the kitchen, the side. Sorry, I'm just... 
detour. I got to cut back across to pick up over on First Street. <laughs> yeah, like I said, the flag guy standing there. He's stopping. Stopping oh. you, yeah. Well, we got, you know, some other traffic coming this way. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, so, yeah, so that was it. Not much of a rant, just things that have kind of drove me nuts or kind of insane things that pop up in my life. Yeah, well, you mentioned those. It made me think, well, actually today, and these, these have nothing to do with traffic or anything, uh, but they were weird signs. Uh, this, this, this sign I saw today, I was coming back from lunch, and there was a sign pointed up a road that just said firewood with an arrow pointing up that road. And that's all. No address, no... Not for sale or no, free. No, just, just firewood. Hey, there's firewood up here. Yeah, we'll throw that on Facebook because I took a picture of it. And uh, yeah, it's just... Um, here, I'll show, I'll show Doug and he can describe. It's just a little stick with a, a, a gray piece of wood that says firewood and an arrow. So yep, you was, are not lying. It is it was pointed up the road. Firewood. <laughs> <laughs> So and, and maybe the sign is firewood. Maybe maybe there's maybe there's just trees up there. You got to cut them down. Maybe it's a buckeye tree. Yeah, from an from a earlier episode. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. I don't know what is going on with people. Oh, but yeah, man. think about your signs. Yeah, it made me think. And then there was another. I saw it about a month ago, and I know you've seen it before too. It pops up periodically here in town, right across the street from the post office. There's an empty lot, yes. and every once in a while, a sign will be in that lot that says for rent. Just a lot. No building. <laughs> no it's nothing. Just, yeah, it's just an empty grass lot. There's little piles of dirt there, so I don't know why you would rent this lot. Maybe you want a yard sale and you don't have a yard. I guess. You could that. rent that. <laughs> so, yeah, those are those are a couple signs I saw after you mentioned signs that I thought were kind of funny. I think you should rent it and just go put one single chair, a fold-up chair in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, you can just rent it for the local there. pumpkin festival and then charge people to sit in there. I don't think you never did you ever you never watched Scrubs, did you? No. J D J D on Scrubs bought a plot of land and he didn't have the money to build a house, so he just built a porch. <laughs> <laughs> and they would sit on the porch in chairs. And, yeah. I'd do that. Watch yeah. people walk by, drive by. Yep, yep. So So yeah, that was the signs I, I ran across. Um Thought they were kind of funny. Yeah, I like so. the firewood one. That is yeah, that is firewood. pretty good. Just firewood. I'm going to start doing that. Just put <laughs> put random words up in an arrow. Yeah. Just... Tires. Yeah. Car parts. Yeah. <laughs> Playground. Playground. That's right. Kids. I don't know if you want to put kids. That might. Yeah, that that you might. Not <laughs> people want. people really be weirded out with that one. <laughs> and you might get the weird dude that goes yeah. actually looking. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I thought we'd talk about rock and roll. It's going to be a little difficult with the podcast because we can't play music, as far um, as we know, anyways. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's, there's uh, differing thoughts on that that conflict with each other. So we're not going to play music, unfortunately. Um, I would love to. Uh, so we're going to talk about some bands, uh, some music. Maybe we'll just sing this. No, nobody wants that. <laughs> but we'll no. do like you said before. We'll, we'll put together some playlists and YouTube and share them on our Facebook page. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. But what started this whole segment is I heard them talking that they released the nominees for the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, oh, cool. So, Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll, that's right. Or Animal. (laughs) Rock and Roll. (laughs) What got me thinking, I was like, I don't even know who's all in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 
So I got to looking. Some of the people that are on the list, I, I don't know how they made it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes, we emphasize Rock, rock and, and roll. roll. Not music, not classical music, not opera. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So I'm just going to go over some of the... This is by no means the whole list. These are just some that I saw that I, I kind of paused like, really? That group is in there? Right. So I'm just going to start off with ABBA. Again, I, I like ABBA. My wife loves ABBA. They listen. Poppy. Take a chance or, on me. Poppy. Catchy songs. Yeah, take a chance, take a chance, take a chance on me. Oh, I said I wasn't going to sing. But uh, yeah, so ABBA. Again, I like ABBA, but they're disco. This is not rock and roll. They're kind of the, I would say, the, the anti-rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> rock and roll killed disco, so I, yeah. I would not put them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Hold it. Did rock and roll kill disco or disco kill rock and roll? Well, didn't, well, had the disco, <laughs> disco we, demolition where yeah, they we blew had the everything disco up. era in the 70s. Yeah, and then they kind of ushered in like the new era of rock and roll, so okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe a rebirth of rock and roll. <laughs> so the next one, same same genre, the Bee Gees. And again, I, I like the Bee They were a huge group. They wrote a ton of songs as well that they didn't even sing. They're great songwriters. But they Disco, should not be yeah. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. No Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, they were disco. And even though in the early 70s, they were more mellow, chill yeah. kind of band. Uh, Bob Wills and his Texas Playboys. Now, if a lot of people aren't familiar with, and I am familiar with, and I like Bob Wills, but they're a country swing group. I'm assuming they got in because they probably influenced some of the early rockabilly, Buddy Holly, things like that, I'm assuming. Yeah. That's how they got in there, Roy Orbison, because um, they were fairly influential in that in their genre. Again, rock and roll, Hall of Fame, should not have Bob Wills and the Texas Playboys. No. And then you got Nat King Cole. <laughs> Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. <laughs> what did they do? I, I have no idea. <laughs> but they were in there. Madonna. <laughs> she is She's not a rock and roll. Oh, she is not rock and roll. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I, it's a, two Patch Secure. Yep. NWA. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. I got to looking at the, the nominees list for this this year because I thought, one, okay, Janet Jackson, Madonna's in there. And I thought, Pat Benatar is not in there. Now, she is a nominee for this year, but still, it's 2020, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I believe its first year was 1985, I think, or 84, right in there. Yeah. How is Pat Benatar not in there? And you, you've got ABBA and Madonna and Janet Jackson. <laughs> Pat, Pat Benatar, like the nickname, wasn't she like the first lady of rock and roll? That was a, I remember uh, hearing she, them she talk definitely like rocked. that. Yeah, she definitely she, I mean, a ton of music. How is she not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already? But that was just one. So, and that's so why I came up with a few other people that aren't in it that I think. So. The one that really blew my mind was Sticks. How is Sticks not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It's, they, they don't rock. <laughs> they do rock. They were fantastic. We saw them in concert. They were awesome. Yes, they are awesome. Uh, Boston. Now, Boston, they only had, you know, the three or four albums, really. But still, their their first two albums were groundbreaking. Well, yeah, it they set huge. a sound that identifies, you know, the latter part of the 70s, early 80s. I mean, it's like, 
Very unique sound. Rock and roll, too. Oh, yeah. And then the Doobie Brothers. The Doobie Brothers are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. First of all, you got rock and roll, and everybody associates with, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The Doobie Brothers. <laughs> They're the Doobie Brothers. How are they not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. Um, Judas Priest. I'm not a huge fan, but they were a huge band. Yeah. Now, they are nominee this year, but... They weren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and you got, you know, NWA. And yeah. again, that's a, that's a rap group. Yeah. Not a rock and roll group. I Ted, saw I saw Miles Davis is in the Rock and Roll Hall of I Fame. I saw it's, it's jazz. Yeah, it's not <laughs> rock and roll. Ted Nugent is not. Politics aside, or whatever you think about him, old sweaty Teddy, he, he, he he's a rocker. Rock, I mean, if you say rock and roll, I, I don't know how you cannot throw his, his name out for rock and roll. Because <laughs> he kind of antithesizes rock and roll, but yeah. yeah, not not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So those were just some of the the people that I saw that weren't in there. Some that were that I could not believe. Yeah, Miles Davis. Did you see who else is eligible for twenty twenty? I did not. Well, I probably did, but I don't remember. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys. I did not see. They're in it. <laughs> the Backstreet Boys are not. Are I think they're eligible for twenty twenty. Why? They're not rock and roll. <laughs> Boy band. <laughs> yeah, they're... they're uh, <laughs> not good. Not uh, good. Well, I, I, when, I, when you talked about this, I looked up what it takes to, you know, what's the eligibility requirements to, to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, they send out ballots to more than a thousand music historians and artists uh, who fill them out. And the ones that the top... Let's see, say the top five um, nominees get inducted. And like, <clears throat> and then the fans get to nominate, and they take the top five of the fan votes, and they get one ballot. That makes one ballot. <clears throat> so the fans get to vote it. But the eligibility is for artists, a group encompassing performers, composers, and or musicians become eligible for induction 25 years after the release of their first commercial recording, besides demonstrating unquestionable music excellence and talent, inductees will have had a significant impact on the development, evolution, and preservation of rock and roll. That being the key phrase. Yeah, rock and roll. <laughs> um, I don't think you said musicians. One of the groups in there is, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, but Kraftwerk. Yeah, I've heard they of them. were like from the early '70s, a German group. I hadn't really heard of them until somebody was playing some of. It's like this electronica. Yeah, music. it's yeah. weird. Synthesized it's not, stuff. I, I don't know. At least the stuff I heard, not impressed. It's not like pretty much you know if it, anybody could do it. But again, I didn't do it, so they did. But still, it's it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was not rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah there yeah it's it's uh, it's such a I've you know and I've thought about this for years about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and reading the different groups that get selected for it and it's like it's not rock and roll no <laughs> not not by any means so so that actually that kind of turned into a rant a little bit it did a little bit of a rant yeah and it's also going to segue because while I was doing research for this I came across. A bunch of different songs. I'm only gonna. I've only got three here, but and maybe we'll touch on some other songs later on with with lyrics of songs. It's so what yeah. I found. And these songs. The, the caveat for this is that 
they had to be a popular song, something that was on the radio, because you can find obscure songs with odd, weird lyrics all the time. But these are songs that I would say got fairly significant radio play, but lyrics that I think, they're either strange or quirky or problematic. <laughs> and I know some of them can be problematic, you can say, <laughs> with the Me Too movement that's uh, that people have gone back and say, well, look, how I can't believe how they were at the time. It seemed like it was okay, and now we're looking at it. Even at the time, I don't think it was okay. No, some of those. <laughs> the, a couple of these that were popular songs. Um, so I'll start off just so you get kind of an idea. Uh, one of the groups, I, again, I was scrolling through a bunch of different groups and I came across, there was a, a hair band from the 80s, Winger. And uh, they yep. had a few different albums. They, they had one kind of real popular song. Their most popular song was called 17. It came out like 87, 88, I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah. But just the lyrics in that. And I remember after I started, I heard a little bit of the song. I was like, I even remember, it seemed like back then I would have been in high school or just out of high school. <laughs> even at that time, and, and, you know, I was a rock and roller. But I thought, that, those <laughs> those lyrics are just a little bit off. <laughs> yep. So just a little sample of the song. Uh, 17. She says, I'm only 17. I'll show you love like you've never seen. She's only 17. Daddy says she's too young, but she's old enough for me. <laughs> so do they pitch this? Hey, guys, I got a great song. It's about statutory rape. <laughs> I think it's going to be a big hit. <laughs> and you know what? It got big It got big time radio play. But you, you listen to that, you're like, didn't somebody stop them and say, guys, you're, you're in your late 20s. You can't be singing this. <laughs> you can't sing this not. song. So that was, that was one of them that I came up with. Yeah, 17 by Winger. So, Well, it's funny. You just saying that made me think of one just now. Um, this is one of, you know, beloved musician from from uh, many years. One of the last surviving Beatles, Ringo Starr, 16. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is true. You come on like a dream, peaches and cream, lips like strawberry wine. You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it, um, you're my baby, you're my baby, you're my pet. We fell in love on the night we met. You touched my hand, my heart went pop. Oh, when we kissed, I could not stop. <laughs> That's Ringo Starr. I will say, maybe in his defense, that was a remake of a, yeah. a teeny bopper song that was made, but still, you're an old man singing yeah, it now. Yeah, Ringo, Ringo singing it. <laughs> he was not a teenager when he sang that song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, if he comes up, hey, I want to do a remake, maybe not that one, Ringo. Let's, <laughs> yes. let's do something some? <laughs> different. You know, I, I don't know. It, about any other any other song there there is. How about Traveling Man? No, no, no. No, I want to do 16. All right. All right, Ringo. Go ahead. Uh, well, that kind of is very close to my next song. <laughs> and I always mess the guy's name up, but... Uh, Benny Mardonis, is that? I right? think that's right. Benny Mardonis, "Into the Night." Yeah, <laughs> this song is just bad. <laughs> and uh, so I, I'd love to bit in on the pitch on this too. He comes in. All right, I got a great song, guys. I, I'm going to go over it. Here, here's how we're going to start it off. <laughs> She's just 16 years old. Leave her alone, they say. I Benny they say Benny. Let's listen. Unless the next line is. So I left her alone and went home. We got to stop. No, no, no. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. 
Separated by fools who don't know what love is yet. But I want you to know into the night. And then he sings this whole song. <laughs> like, Benny, you can't sing a song about trying to get with a 16-year-old girl, man. You're in your late 20s or early 30s. No, I can Okay, listen, what if I made a real creepy video where I'm staring into her bedroom and she doesn't know it after her dad told me to get lost and slam the door in my face? Not helping, Benny. That's not, that's not doing it. You can't sing this song. But, I remember that song very well. Yes, yes. So I, I'll, I'll put that video out there uh, as well so you'll, you'll get the full effect of that. It's yeah. very creepy. Very creepy. It is very creepy. So what's your other one? Go ahead and because then the other things I got really the, not so much. The the the, uh, the last song that I have is it's an old song and it's by a group called uh, Patience and Prudence and they were actually nine and twelve year old girls when they sang this song and it was popular. It was in the movie The Jerk. Yep. And it's called Tonight You Belong to Me. You know. So that little I feel tune. like I should be tap dancing. Yeah, well, you were, except you didn't have your shoes yeah, on. So you, I got you socks were, on. You so were doing some good moves there. Soft shoe. I'm doing, soft shoe. doing the soft shoe. But anyway, so that's the tune. It's, it's, I didn't really do it justice. But And the girls, they sing, I know, I know, you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. So my, my wife likes that song, and she's like, and I like it. It was fun. A little yeah, song. We're listening song. to it. But I started listening to the lyrics. I said, you like that song? Oh, yeah, that's a really cute song. I love that song. <laughs> I said, you ever listen to the words? She's like, no. I said, it's a song about cheating. She's having a one-night stand. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, listen to the words. I know you belong to somebody new, but tonight you belong to me. Although we're apart, you're a part of my heart. And tonight you belong to me. <laughs> <laughs> she, she could, she's like, oh my goodness, it, I can't believe that. <laughs> and then, like the last, the last few lines say, "My honey, I know with the dawn, you'll be gone, but tonight you belong to me." <laughs> so, yeah, it's, I'm curious why two twelve-year-old girls. Were what was a nine and a twelve? So nine and twelve. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, so I think they're. If I remember their their dad or somebody was in the music business and they came up with a song and. Yeah, why would you say this is a great song for for nine and twelve? <laughs> I think about my daughter sing this. Yeah, what's it about? Well, it's about a guy who has a a, a, a fiance, a wife, a girlfriend. I don't know, you know, something <laughs> a long term relationship, and uh, you used to have some history there, and uh, he's going to cheat on his long term relationship with you just for a night, though. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh, and I'm sure if you really start digging... Oh, yeah. I know. Songs, These are just a few so that I many. came across that just really... I don't know. It's just odd. Yeah. So so when you start talking about this, <clears throat> I didn't so much... I really didn't go finding, like, inappropriate lyrics like that or songs that had... Because uh, it's funny. A lot of times, the music makes you feel one way and the lyrics are saying something else. Yes, yes, they do. And... Uh, you know, so I just started thinking about the lyrics then. So I started looking up some lyrics of songs and just came up with a few that uh, they've been popular songs and and they're just kind of the lyrics are kind of funny. And first one I thought of was Toby Keith's Red Solo Cup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's a whole anthem to a plastic cup, and and obviously the contents of the plastic cup. But I just I really like the line, "You're not just a cup, you're my friend." <laughs> So so yeah, Toby Keith. That's a that's a good one. Uh, Red Solo Cup. Um, 
let's see, what else did I have? I had uh, Toto by Africa. Africa. Africa by Toto. Toto by Africa. That's a new song. Yeah, that's a new one. I haven't heard that one. Africa. Sing, sing a little bit of that one. <laughs> but uh, Toto by Africa. Um, you know, you got the lines in there. What is uh, The wild dogs cry out in the night as they grow what restless, longing for some solitary company. Can you okay. have solitary company? I don't think so. You you wouldn't be solitary anymore. Yeah, yeah. I you know, and I mean, even the, even the beginning, you know, um, I stopped an old man along the way, hoping to find some old forgotten words or ancient melodies. He turned to me as if to say, "Hurry, boy, it's waiting there for you." <laughs> the whole song of Africa yeah. is kind of a really. I don't get what it really means. It's no. uh, kind of a weird. Uh, weird song. Probably drug induced. <laughs> uh, probably. <laughs> and the, 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 really, I think the most weird one I found was, uh, was one from the eighties called dance hall days by, uh, Wang, by Wang Chung. Yeah. I remember that song. The lyrics to this are, are weird. Take your baby by the hand and make her do a high handstand. Take your baby by the heel. Is she doing that when she's still holding on to your hand though? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm just I'm just asking. <laughs> and then it says, take your baby by the heel and do the next thing you feel. So you got okay. her by the heel. Uh, we were so in phase in our dance hall days. We were cool on craze. When I, you, and everyone we knew could believe, do, and share in what was true. Oh, I said, take your baby by the hair and pull her close and there, there, there. <laughs> All right, I got this this lyric here, but I need something here. <laughs> and well, then the, uh, this is the last one. I'll read. Then take your baby by the ears and play upon her darkest fears. <laughs> it's like what are they, they're just rhyming things. Yeah. <laughs> are you trying to set the mood, or what mood are you trying to set? Like, <laughs> I'm being all romantic and look out for the snake. <laughs> this isn't doing it. This isn't doing it. Yeah, and then other ones I thought of. You just and these are more a little more a little more current. And it's not, you know, there's songs that I am not a word person, so I don't listen to words. So a lot of times I listen to a song and I go, oh, I really like that. And it doesn't. And then I find out, yeah, that doesn't, that's not such a nice song. Like uh, Hand Clap by Fits in the Tantrums. I Can Make Your Hands Clap. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's all about, you know, getting together. <laughs> okay. Uh, not, that, I'm not familiar that, with, I've heard of the song, but yeah, I, I couldn't tell you uh, much about it. You know, Moves Like Jagger. Yep. Uh, another one. Uh, got a cool beat. It's a fun song, but you go reading the words, eh? Not so good. So, so yeah, those are those are a few. Uh, but yeah, I especially like that dance hall days. That was a weird, uh, weird '80s lyric. With well, uh, I, and I got a weird '80s. You said that it made me think of one other song, and I I, I think I've shown you this before. But the the song "The Warrior" by Scandal, which I oh, like yeah. that song. Yeah, it's a good song. But there's one line in it that always. It just, I did not, I do not understand it. There's a section, she comes up, and again, we'll throw this on, on YouTube. It says, you talk, talk, talk to me. Your eyes touch me physically. <laughs> Are you opening your eyeballs and rubbing them all over her or what? That's just disgusting. Sounds, sounds painful. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Your eyes touch me physically? I don't even understand that. <laughs> Stay with Actually, me, we'll take the night. That's all. So it doesn't explain. It just has that one line. And it's like, all right, we'll throw that out now. 
I saw a review about that actually one time, and the guy, the guy writing the review said, "Was she dating an alien?" <laughs> <laughs> Big eyes all over her. Just, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, anyway, so that's all I got as far as as far as music and lyrics and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and. All that good stuff. So, I did, did you have anything else to add? No, that's about it. I mean, I like all genres of music. I like a lot of music. Um, and really, you know, full credit to those groups that made it to the, the Hall of Fame, even though they weren't rock and roll. They're Some of them, you know, are fantastic musicians and, and have cool tunes and stuff, but it's not rock and roll. Yeah, that's so. the, my biggest my biggest complaint is it's, it's not rock and roll. Yeah, open a different <laughs> yeah, have, have the Music Hall of Fame. Yeah. Or the Rap Hall of Fame or the Pop Hall of Fame or whatever you want. Yeah. But uh, you can't have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and put these groups in there. On a side note, when I was down in Nashville, I did go past the uh, the bar where they said Toby Keith wrote Red Solo Cup. Oh. That's kind of interesting. So there's a little hole in the wall and they're actually closing it. Oh, but. Didn't sell enough red solo. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> so yeah, that's. I think that's about all I got on music. All right. Well, the other day I got home from work, so I'm getting the mail out. Oh yeah. So I, I'm getting the mail out and stuff, and you always get junk mail. So I, I've been paying attention because some of the junk mail, some of my junk mail has started to to change. I don't know. I, I, you've got some junk mail, and I'll, I'll get it. Get into that here a little more. Yeah, because you just kind of tie in so, together. So uh, yeah, I, I, I'll touch on that a little bit in just a minute. But um, yeah, my, junk mail can be very entertaining at times. Yeah. So you got me. You mentioned that, so I started just kind of looking at my junk mail when it came in. And as you said, you know, with your age and stuff, you start getting different types. I mean, I get the ARP cards about three times a week uh, where they want me to subscribe for ARP. I get, you know, all these different, uh, I don't know, types of ads that are geared towards my age. But I got I got one. I also get, you know, you get the typical gamut of credit card applications and all that. And I got one from a loan company. And they say, I'm guaranteed $5,000. Ooh. But then it goes on to say, if I'm approved. <laughs> so so you're not guaranteed. Yeah, it's like so am I guaranteed or not? So You're guaranteed if you're approved. Yeah, if I'm approved, I'm guaranteed $5,000. But then I like too, it's got stipulations on what you can use the funds for. And this is what I don't get because it says if you're approved, they can either give you a check or they can ACH deposit it into your account. How can they dictate what I spend that on? You start watching your bank account? Yeah, because they come up and say, prohibited loan purposes. Proceeds cannot be used for post-secondary educational expenses as defined by the CFPB's Regulation Z, such as college. So I can't use the money for college, okay. university, or, vo- or vocational expenses for any business or commercial purpose. I can't purchase securities, and I cannot gamble or for illegal purposes. So are they going to like send a money cop along with it? <laughs> they might. Gonna, you know, when I, and how do they know which money I take out of my account? Is yeah. uh, I used my own $5,000 for all those lottery tickets. I didn't use your $5,000. <laughs> your $5,000 went to fix my car. <laughs> yeah. So, so I got that. It was just kind of a, a funny, you know, okay, we'll loan you this money. And we'll we'll deposit it into your account, but there's stipulations on what you can spend it on, which also made me think of another ad I saw on TV the other day. Just as a side note, mm-hmm. I saw a bankruptcy attorney advertising his services, 
and they will help you file for bankruptcy. It only costs you $745. I've seen that before. It's like, well, I'm going bankrupt, so I have no money. Yeah, so I will let you provide the service, and I'm going to write that off in my bankruptcy. <laughs> That's right. I'm not paying you, but sure, charge me whatever you want. So, so yeah, the, the uh, uh, mine, mine dealt with the money lenders today, I guess. And, well, mine is, like I said, I've been getting junk mail. And when, when I was younger, you get it on, hey, let's get you a mortgage, or here's a credit card, or, you know, here's coupons for the Gap or Old Navy or whatever. But again, as I've gotten older now, I have gotten a few for our life insurance. Yeah. But I just got one. It was from a funeral home here in, in the area. <laughs> and it says that... We would just like you to take a survey. I'm like, a survey for our funeral home? I'm expecting the question to be like, are you feeling okay? Have you been sick lately? Do you drive significantly over the speed limit? Yes, I do. I know. But they're asking you all these different questions, how, who you're employed, have you made funeral arrangements, and, and uh, you know, just different things. There's like 20 questions here that they want to you want to talk or they want you to answer. Do you have a will? Do you have loved ones? So yeah, is there a beneficiary on your policy uh, who's still alive and all this, all this stuff. But I was like, really? That's where I'm at in life. I'm going to start getting surveys from funeral homes, but just to get people to, to do it, they're, they're going to entice you a little bit because it said, well, I like when they entice you, they're going to give you a free gift. So if you fill this out, they got a free gift for you. Well, I think you should fill it out mm, just for the free gift. Yeah. It's the final wishes organizer. <laughs> the most depressing <laughs> gift I've ever gotten in my life. Thanks for filling that out. Here's your final wishes book. You might want to hurry up and start putting some of those in there because you look pretty sick. <laughs> you don't look very well. Like, oh, thank you. That's very nice. The final wishes organizer. So you can organize all of your final wishes right into this little book. I'd rather have a book of my current wishes. <laughs> yeah, I don't want the final <laughs> the final wishes at all. But So yeah, so that was it. And I, Again, the survey from the funeral home. But that kind of ties in. I also heard this on the news and I found this um, article. And it's, 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 it's odd, a little disturbing to me. <laughs> when, I, when I heard about it, I'm like, that is really strange. But they're talking about, you know, when, when you have a loved one die, um, people, they, they try to do what they can to, to show tribute, pay tribute to their loved one or some kind of a memorial, <laughs> um, you know, seeing where they'll take a shirt and make a bear out of it or a pillow or something of the loved one's clothing mm -hmm. or something to remind you of them or to pass on. Or maybe you, you'll give, I've seen people where they'll take coins that they're person and they'll give a, a coin to each child or whatever yeah. so they're going to do something for that well these guys um michael and kyle sherwood they own a funeral home and they've come up with this way to, to help out people to remember their loved ones and <laughs> to set up this memorial in, in your homes um and they said that they they started this about two years ago and um it came up as kind of a semi-serious conversation, he said, with a friend. And their friend of theirs had a lot of tattoos and was saying that, you know, they hate when they die, they're just going to bury those tattoos. They they meant a lot to them, and they put <laughs> put a lot of money and, and stuff into them, and they'd hate to see that. So they started doing some researching, because you can't just, you know, take the tattoo off, because even when you embalm somebody, it's it's not 
permanent. I mean, they'll preserve you for a while, but you'll start to degrade. So I'll just read some of this, and then, then we can kind of touch on it a little bit. It says, the company owned by Michael and Kyle Sherwood works with funeral homes in the United States, the United Kingdom, and Canada to preserve the tattoos of people who died as a memorial for their loved ones. The father and son, both embalmers and funeral directors, launched the company just over two years ago. And the idea came from what Kyle Sherwood described as a semi-serious conversation his father had with a friend about preserving tattoos. The Sherwoods looked at two trends. There's an estimated 45 million Americans inked and tattoos are growing in popularity. And meanwhile, there is a shift towards more customized funerals and memorials. So they decided to develop a technique that allowed for long-term preservation of excise skin art. Uh, being embalmers, we were at least familiar with the concept of prever- uh, preserving tissue, said Kyle. But the embalming process, uh, but with the embalming, that process is per- as permanent as we would like. So <laughs> it says, we started doing some research and blended a few techniques together. It was trial and error. Who are they trial and error in this on? I read that line. I'm like, so you're just, this sounds like it's like a serial killer or something. Going yeah. Out. I think I saw a movie about this. It's very strange. It said it took them two years. They developed this spe- specific technique. Uh, there were no corners cut. We want to make sure we did things right, <laughs> right way. No yeah. corners cut. At the request of the family and funeral home, we'll surgically remove the tattoo, a simple process, and send it to a lab where the preservation is performed before it's mounted and framed behind UV glass. The entire process takes about three months. They said, people put urns on their mantles, and to me, my tattoos are more meaningful than an urn on a mantle. And then they showed some pictures of it, and it's very disturbing. It's just like they skinned somebody, and they had it all out. Like this one guy had a back tattoo in his sleeves. It looks like a guy's back and his arms are down there. (laughs) I just, you come over and some, oh, that's an interesting wall hanging there. What, what is that? Oh, that's, that's my grandma's tramp stamp. It says juicy. We wanted to put it up there so we always remember her. <laughs> just, uh, it's, I don't know. It's people are are weird and strange. Yeah, it's the stuff like, that they want to by the day. It gets weird. I don't. I don't want that hanging in my house. That's just odd. I understand you have loved ones. We've all lost loved ones, but there are some things that, to me, are just not. Yeah, well, somebody, they're out of the realm of, of, of good taste, I think. I don't want it framed. I just want the skin. I'm, I'm going to make a memory bear out of it. <laughs> I'm going to make a suit out of it, and I'll just wear it around. Yeah. <laughs> very, very strange. So, anyway, that wraps up that slightly disturbing segment. Well, I hope, uh, they, I hope they don't go over into, like, piercings. Like, <laughs> here's a tongue from... <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, here's a, here's a lump of an ear. Oh, Look, she had 18 earrings in her ear. <laughs> Here's a nose. <laughs> we could tie this back into our rock and roll segment, and they could say, uh, when Gene Simmons dies, they could take his tongue and ah! <laughs> have a mount it. Mount it. Like a deer head. Be, I was just going to say that. You have a deer head. You've got Gene Simmons' tongue, grandma's tramp stamp. Oh, you know, it's like it all up there. It's part of our memory. Our memory wall. Yeah. Lori said she's going to have my ass just put in a polar pop cup. No, oh, there you go. Yep, put it put it in the car and drive. It'd be very fitting. (laughs) Put it in the cup holder. (laughs) Yeah, don't drink that. Don't drink it. No, please. (laughs) We'll take the straw out. (laughs) 
Well, did you have anything else, or we'll kind of wrapping things up and getting into what we can celebrate, or I don't want to start off if you've got anything else to uh, add. Oh, let me think. Did I have anything else? Because um, I, I think that was all I had down on the docket for today. I mean, I did have, you know, I was thinking, you know, thinking about that last segment about the uh, tattoos. I, w- I was thinking about other things that you're, you know, you're attached to, like, so, so when you go... I mean, do you think you'd want, you know, Misha to maybe, like, uh, get a mailing machine or something <laughs> in your honor? <laughs> something you've worked on. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, and she does not want that either. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I don't, uh, no, I don't think I have anything else on that. It's kind of uh, disturbing. <laughs> it's very disturbing. So very, very disturbing. I think we're ready to look at what can we celebrate this week. Oh, we've got all kinds of celebrations coming up this week. And uh I'll start it off. We have Monday, today, November eighteenth. It is push button phone day. Not the rotary phone day, but the push yeah, button. Yeah, don't don't use the rotary. And that phone. was a big deal when I was a kid. When we went from the, the rotary, so you you know, if you're doing your phone you know, to beep 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 boop boop boop. That that was a that was a, I know yeah. dead, dead on impression of a push button phone. But, <laughs> but I'm not so sure about the boop. That was a uh, a big deal going from the rotary to the push button. We thought we were you know moving right up in the world, but push button phone day uh, commemorates the anniversary of the introduction of the push button phone. And I didn't yeah the first push button phone came out on November 18th in 1963 in Pennsylvania. Hmm. So this commemorates that. Uh, a lot of people out there, especially younger people, they don't realize what kind of uh, struggles that you used to have with the old push-button phones. It's like if you wanted privacy, the one, like you didn't have your own phone. If you wanted privacy, you'd have to have a cord that was like 20 feet long that you could take around and go to the closet and shut the doors or you could talk to your girlfriend or oh, yeah. whatever. <laughs> go sit, we'd go sit, in the, I'd go sit in the bathroom, yep. shut the door. And then yeah. you'd come out and you'd have to un, unhook the ke- the cord because it was knotted up in a giant ball. And <laughs> or, or hold it and let <laughs> yeah. the phone spin around. Spin around <laughs> to get it all out. So, yep. so we can celebrate push-button phone day. You can uh, maybe go to Goodwill, find you an old push-button phone, and if you can find somebody still on the landline, plug it in, use a push-button phone for the day. Or do a little research and look up some information about the push-button phone. And a little did-you-know fact, the first words that were ever spoken over a telephone were, Mr. Watson, come here, I want to see you. Spoken by the inventor of the telephone, Alexander Graham Bell, to his assistant, Thomas Watson. I thought you were going to say, sorry, wrong number. (laughs) It was a telemarketer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Could you take an old uh, flip phone, cell phone, is that considered push button or not? I don't think so, but you could if if they're in a pinch, sure, we'll yeah, allow it. If you can't find up a you know push button phone to play around with, you can pull out an old flip phone and push on those buttons. So okay, well we'll have to see if we can find a push. I think there's one in the uh, storage room at work. <laughs> yeah, pull it out. Yeah, Just try using it. All right. So you have nothing to observe on Tuesday, so you get another break on Tuesday, the uh, the nineteenth of November. So we'll go on to the twentieth. The twentieth is Wednesday, and that is National Absurdity Day. That's absurd. Yeah, that's just outlandish. No, it's not outlandish. It's absurd. All right. So on Absurdity Day, 
What can you do? Well, this refers to the illogical, unreasonable, or nonsensical uh, things that we do. And uh, <clears throat> on this day, what you can do to celebrate it, it's an excuse for you to be as wacky as you want to be without having to explain yourself. So go nuts. Dress up absurdly, absurdly, <laughs> say absurd and nonsensical things, and do silly things. So it's like a normal day. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> I'll do what I want, and I don't worry what people think. I kind of like this one. Send absurd emails and messages to family and friends. <laughs> that could be kind of fun. That could be fun. <laughs> so, Send a random text to family and friends, and, and don't give an explanation. Just Or if you're feeling really absurd, you can read some plays or literature by, uh, here's a couple of guys, Vaclav Havel, Harold Pinter, or Samuel Beckett. So you could read some of their absurd writings. Maybe you could watch Airplane and Airplane 2. Yes, I could always do that. And that is absurd. Yeah, or Hot Shots. Not quite <laughs> as good, but still. Still absurd. absurd movie. Yeah, I like it. All right. Well, let's go on to Thursday, November 21st. we got a couple days, so I'll take one of them. It is Use Less Stuff Day. Not Useless Stuff Day. Which is what I first read. <laughs> yeah, useless. <laughs> it's use less stuff day, and this day came about because they it was the day before Thanksgiving when it came when they first started this one, and they're trying to get people to not you know just kind of combat the Black Friday and the Cyber Monday days, and don't use as much stuff, and you know reduce, reuse, recycle type things. So. Um, you know, to celebrate it, just reduce, reuse, recycle. Uh, here are some ways you can do it. You know, make a conscious decision to reduce your consumption. Uh, it says, if you have a friend who likes movies or the theater, buy them tickets to go watch a film or a play. I don't know what that has to do with using less stuff, but <laughs> it says you can do that. Give a donation in your friends or family's member's name to their favorite charity, the People's Fund. <laughs> Well, that's a Seinfeld reference. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Which actually leads to the next day. Are you done? Well, so you, you can host a, host a garage sale or a yard ah, sale. So Sorry. Nope, that's fine. Use less stuff day. Eh. But there it is. <laughs> yeah. But if you don't want to celebrate that one, we've got, a, we've got a, a second one. A second one on Thursday, and that is referencing Seinfeld again. World Hello Day. Hello! Hello! <laughs> <laughs> so, Yeah. Thursday, the second day, you the second thing you can observe on that day is World Hello Day. And this is an unofficial holiday created to promote world peace through interpersonal communication. Okay. So I'd rather say hello all day. <laughs> yeah, I would too. So how can you celebrate this one? Well, you can say, uh, well, it requires that participants greet at least 10 people. So find 10 people, greet them. These people can be family and friends, but it's suggested that one finds strangers to greet and talk to. Stranger I, danger. <laughs> see, it's saying greet and go talk to. I, I, this is hello day. Yeah. Right? I'm just going to say hello. Yeah, let's, 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 add, let's modify that. Do not talk. Just say hello to people. Just walk by. Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Jerry. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, it says, did you know that hello was used as a telephone greeting for the first time by Thomas Edison? Oh. So. There we go. Did not know that. Yeah. So Thomas Edison said hello. I think Lionel Richie did, too. He did. <laughs> uh, Is it him you're looking for? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. What's next? Uh, November 22nd, Friday. This might be my favorite day of this whole week, actually. Go for a ride day. I like that. I love going for a ride. It says get out the car, the bike, the Segway, unicycle, kayak, horse, or tractor. Take it for a spin. Go for a ride day. It says the origins of this holiday are not known. Go for a ride day. It's a perfect excuse to explore parts of your neighborhood town. Maybe take a long, aimless trip out in the country. Just wind around. You know what? Put yourself together a playlist of some rock and roll artists. That's right. From the Hall of Fame. Get them cranked up on the old stereo in the car and head out in the country. Cool. That sounds like fun. So, did you know the world's first fastest street legal car reached a top speed of over 12 miles an hour? Wow. The Benz Velo or Velo. Was first introduced into the market in 1894. Hmm. So, Friday, November 22nd, go for a ride day. I think there were some 1984 cars that only went about that fast, too. I think I had one. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not sure how to segue <laughs> into this next one. <laughs> so, on Friday, you have a second thing is again. So, we have two days this week where you get... Multiple things you can do with on a given day. So the second thing you can do on Friday, the 22nd, is buy nothing day. So it's a day to not buy anything. Um, this is a unofficial holiday. It makes a statement against the consumerism that takes over the country on Black Friday. Uh, in the rest of the world, uh, the holiday is observed on the last Saturday of November. So buy nothing day. This was created by a group called Adbusters, and you can you can celebrate it by abstaining from making any purchases on this day, avoid going to the stores, brick and mortar, or online. Um, so the group is, um, like I said, Adbusters, and they recommended that people cut up their credit cards, walk around stores without buying anything, and do the Walmart. Walmart is the act of walking around the store with a cart. Without buying anything. So it might also be called nut job day. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, you're actively trying to uh, keep people from buying stuff then. So. Yeah. So we don't want to contribute to the economy or anything. No. So I looked up who Adbusters were, and I think this said it was this, this holiday started in 1992, I believe. And it says their manifesto is we're an international collective of artists, designers, poets, punks. Writers, directors, musicians, philosophers, dropouts, and wild hearts. Well, they sound like a fun group. Yeah. Does that surprise you? No. <laughs> I think I'm going to buy twice as much as I normally would on that day. <laughs> buy double day. <laughs> so, anyways, I guess uh, that's the other thing you can do on Friday is go push a shopping cart around the store. If you're so inclined. All right. Well, Saturday... November 23rd, I'm going to attempt this. I'm probably going to butcher this name. It's Fibonacci Day. 
Fibonacci. Sounds Italian. It's, well, Fibonacci Day is a day to celebrate the Italian mathematician Leonardo Fibonacci. Um, his big claim to fame, and the reason it's on that day is it's the date is 1123, and if you take that out, one, one, two, three, his thing that he did is he came up with this mass sequence kind of a puzzle that, oh, I'll try to explain this, <laughs> says, <laughs> where it says a Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers where the where a number is the sum of the two numbers before it. So, like, the 1 and 1 is 2. Right. The 1 and 2 is 3. Yeah. So, that's why 1, 1, 2, 3 is a Fibonacci sequence. I've so, lost interest in this. Yeah, game. I have too. <laughs> but uh, that's what it's for. And uh, the did you know interesting fact is not very interesting. So, I'm going to skip it. But it's Fibonacci <laughs> Day. <laughs> it's, it's about math. Oh. There you go. Which explains why I lost interest about as soon as you said it. (laughs) But at least it's Saturday. It is Saturday. And I would declare it no math day. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, on Sunday, the 24th, we have, what do we have? We have Celebrate Your Unique Talent Day. And some ways you can do this, it's easy, it says. Whether you sing, dance, juggle, look like a celebrity, or can do handstands for an hour, while singing the national anthem and balancing a basketball on your feet. Do everything in your power to let the world know about your unique talent. And here are some ways to do that. Host a talent show at work on Sunday (laughs) or among your friends and give them a chance to show off their skills. Make a video of you performing your talent and post it on video sharing website. Share your unique talent with the world. Okay. Well, that's interesting. If you don't have a unique talent, you know how you can get one? How? Unique up on it. (laughs) And on that sad note... So your unique talent is not telling jokes, right? No, it is not. (laughs) But on that sad note, we will uh, bring this podcast to an end. Yeah. Um, Next week's episode will probably be mostly... Thanksgiving, if not all Thanksgiving, we'll try to tie in some fun things about Thanksgiving, food and uh, family time, and you know, fun fun yeah. conversations you can have around the table. We'll, we'll bring up some good stuff for you guys. We, we should be able to come up with some Thanksgiving. I stuff. think we can. I think we can. So in the meantime, everybody uh, have a great week, and we hope that you're all tuning in in seven days. That's the show. See ya. See ya. Well, that's the show. Thanks again for listening to It's Funny, That Makes It Okay. Be sure to join us next week for a break from the mundane. Please rate, review, and share our podcast. Feel free to send comments to itsfunnyatcomic.com. Remember, if you see or do something that's a little questionable, as long as it's funny, that makes it okay.